If you are looking to get into real estate investing in Saskatchewan, this is the episode for you. I'm sitting down with Travis McConaughey of Melfort, Saskatchewan. Travis has some amazing insight on secondary markets in the province. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, where we chat with real estate experts from across the province to learn what's happening in the real estate market. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Welcome to the show, Travis. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, glad to be on. Uh, thanks for inviting me, Ron. I'm really, really excited because we haven't necessarily had an investor on today. So really excited to hear a little bit about your story, where you're investing, your different strategies. But we're going to start it off, Travis. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into real estate investing. So real estate's a fairly broad spectrum. And I live in Milford, Saskatchewan. So how did I get into real estate? Well, I was actually a farmer and I, I started farming when I was in high school. So I started buying land in the early 90s. So in the early 90s, it was at the time, sort of an interesting time in agriculture. Going through the 80s, a lot of people had, um, had challenges because of interest rates going so high. So coming into the early 90s, interest had actually went down and there was an opportunity to buy land. So the ability to buy land and having reasonable interest was really good. Um, my family had a farm and I became active with them farming. So I started buying um, a lot of farmland at that time. Fast forward, I you know, kept buying land. I went through university. And once I finished university, I decided I needed something to do in the winter. So I bought my first house. And it was a house with a couple basement suites. And you know, fast forward, you know, that one house turned into two, um, moved in a few houses and got into 2010. And once I got some education, I started growing fairly rapidly. And, um, you know, my portfolio's grown right across the province now. So we're all the way from Care River in the northeast of Saskatchewan, all the way to Maidstone in the northwest. So a expanse of maybe 500 kilometers, we operate in eight to 10 markets. So um, primarily residential real estate. But like I said, my beginnings were in agriculture, um, now mainly residential, some industrial and some commercial as well. So take us through your investing strategy, Travis. So you you typically stay with small towns, is that correct? Yeah, the general um, way I invest is in small communities, although I'm not limited to smaller communities. So starting out in Milford, I said, I'm going to invest in my doorstep. And I understood Milford, I understood the market. And what I love about Milford, particularly, and, and Milford in the Northeast is very, very similar. So Milford, Tisdale, Nippon are three communities that I'm strongly invested in. Why there? And the answer is they're very, very stable. So they have an agriculture base. They have regional centers for agriculture. And they're not super cyclical. A lot of Saskatchewan, if I was in the Estevan, the Weyburn, the Kindersleys of the world, are like up and down like a yo-yo. And that's not where I prefer to invest. So that's the number one primary reason as I invest in stable. Sometimes I say stable boring, but very, very stable markets. Saskatoon, I do have investments in Saskatoon and area. The challenge with Saskatoon is there's a lot of competition to buy property there. And the rents are super depressed. They continue, they've continued to be depressed for a number of years. And it's been a massive challenge to actually cash flow any building. So if you went on to the MLS, so multiple listing service, you basically cannot find cash flowing assets unless you pay all cash for them. 
Hmm. So, so you, you, you'd mentioned at the beginning of that, Travis, that you knew Melfort, you knew that area, you knew what kind of market dynamics went into a place like that. Would that be a good rule of thumb for someone who's looking to get into investing is that you understand the market that you're entering? Absolutely. That's super critical to understand, you know, the people in the market, what drives the economy, where the economy is going. So is there economic growth? Is there stability? And what is the future of the town? Some of these small local towns in the area, they're, you know, they shut down the school, they shut down the bank, they shut down the grocery store. And what's the future? So there is no future. Mm. In a city like Melford or Kisdale or Nippon, where my my primary investing is, we see growth. We see a new expansion on the grocery store in Nippon right now. We see two new brand new grocery stores in Tisdale. We see stuff happening in Melford. So where there's, you know, green lights, green, green shoots, as Don Campbell from Rain would say, you know, it's a great place to invest. And I see a long-term healthy economy in all these areas. Can you quickly touch on who Don Campbell is and what is uh, Rain, Travis? Yeah. So for those of you that might not know Rain, it means the Real Estate Investment Network. Don Campbell was one of the sort of early people within Rain, and he grew Rain to be a national real estate investing group. And a very successful group of people, probably 35 to 40,000 people have been through Rain. And its primary base is to teach people how to invest in real estate in Canada. Don's a well-written author. He's published a number of books. And him and his, his group were large um, contributors to my success, getting the right people to surround myself with early on so I could grow and you know apply the right education, surround myself with the right people to do the right thing. And how we connected was a, a local group here in Saskatchewan that you're also heavily involved with. Can you talk about the Regs group, Travis? Yeah, so Regs is interesting. And we actually have a motto from Regs to Riches. So going back and why do we have Regs? Well, knowing we had Rain as a national group, so an investment group based out of Calgary and Edmonton more locally, but we really had nothing in Saskatchewan. So we were missing this. So there had been a small networking group and they were not primarily real estate focused, but they, you know, they had a bit of a real estate focus. They weren't continuing to operate. So I said, we need to, you know, have a group specifically focused on real estate and hence regs was born. So a number of my investor colleagues and myself got on board and we set up um, regs. We, we decided we would meet once a month in Saskatoon and we would make the meetings accessible. So free to everybody. So there's no no fees associated, and we bring in professionals such as mortgage brokers, as yourself, um, and people from the industry to teach everything about real estate. Uh, once COVID hit, so about a year ago, we do, we went virtual. So we do two Zoom meetings per month, and it's actually been pretty exciting. We we host, um, I guess, guests from across Canada. Last night we had a guest, um, Pierre Paul Turgeon out of Alberta, former CMHC multifamily underwriter. So. We don't necessarily have to stick to local now. We can bring in, I guess, anybody across around the world, but lots of people from across Canada. So a great platform for people wanting to learn about real estate, people wanting to connect and, you know, everything to do with real estate in Saskatchewan. It's It's been a real blessing for people. Fantastic. So if someone would like to learn a little bit more information about that, where's the best way or, or how can they do so, Travis? So you can contact myself. Um, I'm, I'm available on Facebook, but the other way we have a Facebook page and it's called um, Real Estate Investors Group of Saskatchewan. 
so they can just join our Facebook group. I think we're about 800 members strong. So for a smaller province, it's um, a fairly significant group. And, um, you know, we're more than willing to, you know, help you out or, you know, help you get involved. So a great, a great first step is joining that group. And if someone is there, they're thinking, where am I going to invest in Saskatchewan? And uh, we're going to look for some answers from you, Travis. What are some of the pros and cons of investing in, let's say, uh, you know, the smaller centers of Saskatchewan? We'll, we'll label those as the, the cities of, you know, 5,000 people or so. Yeah, this is a great question. And as I scour the market, it's really, really hard to get a what I call a deal in any city. So that's why I have been super focused on smaller communities. My my smaller communities, as I mentioned, Milford, Tisdale, Nippon, we went a little bit outside of Nippon into Caird River. And it's been just a great, great community. So back to the, you know, the whys is Caird River, for example, has wood processing, they have agriculture and they have tourism, but they're on the doorstep of a SAS power dam. So there's a number of other things going on there besides just agriculture. So I love that. When we look at the town of Nippon, huge tourism center. The demographics are great. The agriculture is great, but there's also sort of an infrastructure there and enough people there to keep growing. If we're sort of venturing across Saskatchewan, I picked up a 12-unit apartment building in the town of Delisle. Now, Delisle is a bedroom community, Saskatoon, and it might seem a little bit of an odd place to invest. But I look for things such as schools, um, recreation, the type of market we're in, and the access. So we got a twinned highway going all the way to Delisle. We have great amenities in the city of Delisle. We have lots of new houses there. So Delisle as a place to live, it's not Saskatoon, but it's an affordable market and the building made absolute sense. If we keep going a little bit northwest of Saskatoon, I invested in North Battleford. And that city's, you know, it's a bit of an interesting market because demographics come hugely into play there. It's not, it's not all, they say, daisies and daffodils. But if you have great management, you can find some really great deals. Um, The deals, though, you need to understand how to solve problems in order to um, deal with the particular property. So that's been, um, you know, wonderful market for me, but wonderful because I have the right people in the right market. I've actually been into buildings there where they have 25% occupancy, although they could be a good building. They're just, you know, undermanaged, underrented, and undermaintained. So, yeah, I love secondary markets. Um, you had asked the question, what, you know, about investing in secondary markets. So Saskatchewan, primarily agriculture. So whether you're in Milford or Rosetown, going southern Saskatchewan, lots of, you know, stable communities down there. I like where you're getting a regional hub. So driving across the prairies, I look up. And if you go to Tisdale, there's a whole number of concrete elevators there. And the concrete elevators are there for the long term. Huge drain producing area, huge stability. If you go to, say, Swift Current of the world, you know, same thing. You've got, you know, a regional hub for agriculture. Do I like Swift Current? Absolutely. But these towns aren't necessarily oil driven as Estevan is. Yorkton, that's another great, great place to invest. Yorkton, I would like because it has lots of manufacturing, it has lots of processing, and it has agriculture, and it's a regional hub. The challenge, though, when you enter any market is you've got to look beyond, you know, maybe the people and the 
maybe the cheap deals because there might be a reason the deals are cheap. The major difference in some of these secondary markets is property taxes. And that is the absolute reason to not invest in Yorkton and to not invest in Swift Current. Although the towns are great and the people are great and the ability to rent might be great, the taxes are in that class of asset are actually horrible. So you could pay double the property tax in Swift Current or Yorkton than you do in a city like Maidstone or North Battleford or, or Melford. So it makes a massive difference. The, the other interesting thing, if you're driving around Saskatchewan, back in the day, there was a number of builders and the builders, you know, picked a model of a building to build. So say they're building an eightplex, it would have four units up and four units down, maybe two bedrooms up and one's down. And that same building I have in Nippon, in North Battleford, in Maidstone, and there's the same building in Milford. So the same assets actually exist in the same towns. So you can actually compare an apple to an apple. You can get the rents by you know, sourcing what the rents are in those markets. So you actually know the building, you know what it should be worth and you know what the rents are. What you need to find out before getting too aggressive in the market is what are the taxes. Um, Ramey is another major builder back in the day and, and they continue to build through Tamarack Ventures in the Northeast. So if you're looking at Ramey assets, you know, built in the 1970s, a lot of flat roof buildings, 12 unit apartment buildings with brick fronts. And that same building can be found in, say, in Leader, in Tisdale, in Melford, in North Alford, in PA. They built the same box in every town. So you become the expert in secondary markets, but you become the expert in, you know, building A, building B, building C, because building A is the same in all these towns. Building B is the same, building C. So it becomes quite interesting becoming the expert in you know Saskatchewan markets. I have to say I'm astounded by the amount of knowledge that you've just poured out there about all these great things, property taxes, buildings, the different communities. The the economic factor is what really interests me. And you know, when you're talking about that and how it's not maybe so much the building that you're buying, but you're investing in the community around it and that long-term sustainability absolutely it's it seems funny people ask why am i investing in milford like you know milford only has six thousand people but but milford has really good town council but milford cares about what they're doing in the town they have great walking trail system they have a great park system they have great community facilitators that can work with you if I went into other communities, there's some massive challenges. And I'll give you an example. And it's not pointing a finger at them, but the town of Nippon has had a lot of learning since I came there. And they're extremely willing to work with the person that comes there and is willing to do investing there. So although, you know, they might not have had all their systems in place, because they're willing to work with you, it becomes a really great place to invest. Nippon also has a really good park system. They have a good road system. They have, you know, good you know, economic stability. If we shift that a little bit, I've seen some towns where they just can't seem to get it together. And we've got two really local communities, maybe 800 people close to Milford. And one town has basically no empty lots, a really great rink, a great community center, a great downtown shopping, three specific um, sellers of agriculture machinery. And then we got the same town about the same distance on the other side of Milford, and there's a dead house in every block. There's two total blocks of paved streets in the whole town. The town is absolutely just a mess. And, you know, at some point, a farmer will buy it and demolish 
you know, a city block. It's it's the writings on the wall that this is a dead town in the one side, but not a dead town on the other. So you got to really look at, you know, what's happening in the town. Is it somewhere I want to invest or is it somewhere, you know, I don't want to invest? I'm on that note, you know, and, and a great example, another example, Lloyd Minister had a crazy, crazy amount of MLS listings. And it sat for years and years because they're super oil driven. And only in the re last couple of months has it finally started to change. So would I invest in Lloyd Minster? If I found something like super, super cheap and I knew I could make sense of it, but likely not because it's just the instability, long-term instability has been crazy. Not a place where I, I need to know that I'm going to have like high occupancy, great people and a town that can solve problems. And Lloyd Minster, although it might from the, you know, looking in, it might be a great place to live. Is it a great place to invest? And I'd question that. Really, really fascinating stuff. And so this might seem like a yeah. funny question now, because you're obviously very passionate, very knowledgeable about this stuff. And, but, but what keeps investing fun for you? Why not just say, I've done enough, kick my feet up, take the knowledge that I've learned and just kick back on a beach somewhere. Well, here's a funny question is, I love doing what I'm doing. And if you don't love it, why would you keep doing it? I look at somebody like, you know, Warren Buffett and, you know, he's probably 90 years old now and still, you know, goes to work every day, gets his McDonald's and goes to work and just loves it. So I love what I'm doing. So that's, that's the number one. You got to have a true passion. I didn't ever need to be buying residential real estate because of my farm and the way farmland went, you know, I was done and, you know, fortunate for me, but, you know, I did the right thing early on. The cool thing is when you start investing privately, it's fun to find private deals, to meet people and to see how you can take something over here worth very little and put it here and actually create some huge value. So that said, I moved buildings and I've moved 46 buildings today, everywhere from Calgary, Alberta to uh, Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan. I pulled these buildings into the Northeast and it's this crazy thing. But if you find something that's kind of fun, kind of interesting, and you can take something that's worth a nickel here or free and has huge value over here. Like this is, this is neat. So finding specific kind of cool niches can be a lot of fun. Um, the other great thing I like about real estate is, and I've mentioned this before, if you find a great group of people to surround yourself with, it's fun. You can help people achieve their goals and their dreams and, you know, get to that end point. I see you, you were, you know, you're in radio. Now you're doing mortgage broker and you're showing up at regs. And it's fascinating to see people with one house, and then all of a sudden they buy a 12 unit and, you know, then they buy two 12 units. And there's some people in our group that started with nothing. And now they're, you know, in a year they have two 12 unit buildings. So this is, it's cool to see that with the right education and the right people that they can, you know, achieve their goals. And if you do have that, if you do have that helping mindset and when other people are winning, you're winning as well, that's a nice feeling and it, and it can make a really strong community around that. Yeah. And I'm super community focused. So it's not all about me. I've been in a member of Kinsman for just about 20 years. I'm involved in Kinsman and Kinets on a provincial level. So I've sat on the board a couple of times. So giving back to the community is huge. And I find a lot of the people in, in Kinsman and Kinets People in community organizations are people that are so busy they don't 
necessarily have the time, but they always find the time. And they're the ones out there, they're, they're getting things done. And that's why they're successful. They figure it out. And, you know, it's, you know, giving to the greater good, um, sort of gratitude, giving back. And, you know, it feels good to help people and to see other people achieve success. There's the old saying that if you want something done, ask a busy person to do that <laughs> because they're really good at managing their time. And because they've broken down their days into, I have this much time for this, I have this much time for this. Usually maybe there's a 20 minute slot in there that they can get your thing done. So Travis, if you were to, if a young person were to come to you, or it doesn't matter the age, they say, I would like to get involved with real estate investing in Saskatchewan. What are some of the highlighted points that you would kind of give that person to, to get them on their way? So the number one is surround yourself with the right people. Now, I did very, very little in residential real estate from, say, 2000 to 2010. And the answer was I didn't have the right group of people. So find the right group of people. The second is find the right group of knowledge. So start reading good books. So I see any books by Don Campbell, books by Stefan Arneo. Canadian related books are great. A lot of people would pick up a Rich Dad, um, Robert Kiyosaki book. So there's a lot of great books. So the right people, the right knowledge. And then you need to figure out specifically what you want to do. So figure out maybe your goals. So what do you want real estate to do for you? And then once you sort of figure out your why, so do you want to have, as Rain says, what's your beliefs? Um, a guy in rain wanted to have a motorbike shop in Belize and rent motorcycles. And that was his why. Do you want to have a cabin at Candle Lake? Maybe that's your why. So figure out your why. And then the next one is how. So how do you get there? So if you're investing, which market do you want to invest in? I love secondary markets. So if you're investing in Milford, maybe reach out to me and see what works in Milford, what doesn't work. If you're investing in, say, Regina, find a Brett Ackerman of the world or if you're in York, then find the X person of the world. I have the connections. So figure out specifically where you want to invest. Figure out where in the market you want to invest and figure out what type of real estate in that market you want to invest in. So are you doing single family homes in the Parkview area of Milford, Saskatchewan? A very, very defined niche with a very defined type of asset. Exactly what you're doing. And are they long-term buy and holds? Are they fix and flips? Are they a burr? So are you going to buy a distressed property, fix it? So rehab it, that's the R, rent it, and then recycle the money, and then repeat. So are you going to do a burr? Or are you going to maybe invest in multifamily? Is your multi a fourplex, an eightplex, a twelveplex? Maybe you want commercial. So, so figuring out your very defined um, place to invest. And the last part of this is systems. So now that you know why you're investing, what you're investing in, how are you going to run your business? So you need to treat real estate as a business. So who's going to manage it? Who's going to maintain it? And who's going to, how are you going to deal with the people involved in that asset? Is it you and your wife? Is it you and a joint venture partner? Is it a company with a group of, I guess, um, shareholders? So what does that look like? So you need to be very, very specific on how you want to get from point A, point B. And uh, just to wrap it up here, Travis, it's been great information so far. And, and you might have touched on a few of these points already. But if you could go back and talk to 
a young Travis McConaughey and, and you want to give him some advice as he's starting off, maybe it's when he was farming or maybe it's when you're just getting into real estate, what advice would you give yourself? The biggest thing in any, I guess, adventure or venture is take action. So many people say, you know, I want to do this, but they sit there, you know, tomorrow happens and next day happens the next day and they never, they never actually move forward. So take action. And I say, in a lot of cases, take immediate action. When I say see an MLS deal, I will literally, I got to share this story just because. One night, 9.30 at night, I saw a great deal in Calgary, Alberta. I was super tired, but the house was listed for 32,000. It was a 2002 bungalow, 1,100 square feet. I phoned the guy, he returned the call. And I said, when are you showing the house? He said, Monday. I said, what are you doing tomorrow? He said, I'm free. And I, on the phone, I talked to him. I booked the flight. I landed at 10 o'clock the next morning in Calgary, Alberta. I bought the house and I moved it to Milford. So immediate decisive action. If you want to do something in the market and there's a lot of people waiting to buy assets, you have to be the first person at the punch. You have to like know 70% maybe of, of how to solve the problems and just go for it. And that is the defining way that I think I'm successful. I'm, I'm quick on the ball. I have enough people surrounding me. I have enough knowledge and I just go for it. And what a great I, story. Yeah, fantastic. Travis, thank you so much for sitting down with us today and, and sharing some of your knowledge. I, I learned a lot. I, I've known you through uh, regs here for, for a little bit, but this has been great to kind of sit down and, and hear some of your backstory and, and pick your brain a little bit. This has been fantastic. Yeah, and I'm glad you can talk to different people from across Saskatchewan about real estate and you know get lots of you know different aspects of real estate and share that with people. So thank you for your contribution. Thanks, Travis. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Travis for joining us on the program today. If you found this episode informative and entertaining, hit the like and subscribe button and share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Bye for now. This has been the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, find more information and episodes on our Facebook and YouTube pages. If you'd like to be a guest or have a conversation you'd like to learn more about, let us know by messaging the show on Facebook. Thanks for listening.